as I was just saying before, we don't want to reach out to people who have done, who have gone where we have not, where, where we want to go, right? Yeah. We don't want to say, hey, uh, CEO of whatever it is, how did you do it? You know, the moment he tells you, oh, well, I went to uh, five years university, then I did my MBA, and then I went to my first job, and I, I lost it. Then I went to a chicken project, and that failed. And then I did this, and then, then that five years later, I did this, 10 years later, I did that today, 20, 30 years later, I'm here. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. I just want to pop in my pizza, and five, <laughs> five minutes later, three minutes later, you should be ready to eat. True. You see? Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's up to us to to reach out to the people that have done what we want to do. No, man, I, I don't have any questions, but I just want to like commend you on the work that you're doing in terms of out to um, entrepreneurs across you know the globe and especially like in Africa and stuff. Um, it's it's really it's a, it's a great thing, and I have a passion, a huge passion for young people, uh, especially in business. And um, just helping them uh, find their way, you know, the, the, through this uh, the, the, <laughs> this terrain. <laughs> that, that's that's a good thing. And thank thank it's you. Really- and uh, thank you for coming on onto this platform. I really appreciate you taking your time. Yeah, I apologize. I apologize forever, man. I know I I've, I keep saying, hey, let's do it, and something comes up. Let's do it, something comes up, you know. So. Yeah. Today I, I said no, no matter what, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> and, 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 and thanks for doing it, man, because I, I believe it's important for stories like this to be told. As I told you, like you know, when I came here, it was hard for me to get hold of conversations like the one that we're having right now. And uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you need those stories because you have as, you, as you're starting up, actually. You have all those excuses in your head, like, I cannot do this because we have examples of yeah. African-American entrepreneurs. We have examples of American entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs from England, entrepreneurs from China. But if you're a black person coming from Africa, you feel like those people had a head start or something different that you do not have. So you have an excuse or to, to exclude yourself and like, my situation is different. But if you're hearing a, hearing a story from an African entrepreneur who just looks like you, who grew up in the same situation as you, now you have no excuses, mm-hmm. but, you know, to do what you're supposed to be doing. I think these conversations are important. You know, it, it's going to help a lot of people figure out their way around. And uh, so l- let me know whenever you're ready to start and then uh, we can get into it. Oh, no, that's cool. How, how long do, uh, do you think we're going to take? Uh, so I can just block out that. I, I'll say 20 to 30 minutes, depending on oh. how much you talk. It depends on how much you talk. If you're really a talker. Uh, I don't talk a lot. Man. I don't talk a lot. I don't talk a lot. The so, problem with people that are really passionate about this, they end up just talking, talking. So I can't be like, ah, we agree And cut you off. You know, I'm just, I'll let you do your thing. You know, so I'm not going to be like, yo. We don't have enough time for this question. So I'll, I'll just let you go. So if you're just that person, you know, like if I ask you a question, you're just like straight to the point. It won't really take us that much time. Now, I'll, I'll try and uh, offload as much as I can. Um, I'm not really great at these interviews. I actually hate interviews, but it's it's a selfish thing. True. So I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to actually, like I've, I've just been going back. Everyone would, would say, let's do an interview and I just ignored. Yeah. I'm going back and say, hey, let's do it because, it's 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 not it's not good that you have a torch or a, a light that you can pass on to someone else, you know, so that they don't have to make the same mistakes you you did. 
or you know go down the wrong paths you did um and you just want to keep that information to yourself it's it's a very selfish thing so i'm i'm really trying to to break out of that and um share as much as i can you know, that's the little that <laughs> that's awesome man and i'll tell you something me i'm actually an introvert this is outside of my comfort zone but you know outside of your comfort zone that's where miracles happen <laughs> so that, that's okay. it that's yeah. how i'm doing yeah, this. yeah. yeah. but oh, oh. Powerful. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm just going to start. I'll introduce the podcast and then I'll throw in the first question. All right. All right. Let's do it. Sure. Welcome to Making in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Todd Mondo. Today, I have a special guest, a very uh, special entrepreneur from Zimbabwe. His name is Ian Tafirei. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. So Ian is uh, the owner of our uh, Mutwako Lounge, and he also he's, he has his own security company. So if you could explain to us uh, what Mutwako Lounge do and uh, what your security company do so we can give context to this conversation. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's great that you've... you've um, thank you for that introduction, actually, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, it's great that you've given that, um, that background, but actually I'm, uh, I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Genio Group. So it's a company that uh, specializes in, or oh, that's in hospitality, security, media, marketing, advertising, real estate, um, technology. Yeah, from the top of my head. And a lot of philanthropic um, works through trust and stuff like that. So you've touched on uh, a section, a subsection of a subsection. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's get more into that. <laughs> tell us more. Mutoko is, um, is one of my brands. So it's a it's a, um, a restaurant lounge. Uh, it's a chain of restaurant restaurant lounges um, that are in Zimbabwe currently, and we're expanding into the region. So a lot a lot of more people know that one because that's the one that's in your face. That's the loud one. That's you know that's um, the one people just click to. They call me Montauk Montauk, but that's actually just one of the few things that I actually do. Oh, yeah. oh okay. And uh, so, what was the biggest challenge that you faced when you first started? Uh... Your, your 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 company or your group what was the the biggest challenge that you faced right um we i formally registered uh junior media africa in 2007 I was in uh first year of university at monash university in johannesburg um the the biggest challenge that i i had was i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> okay that was the biggest challenge that i had i didn't know what i was doing i i didn't know the first thing about business i didn't know the fundamentals i didn't know the relationships i didn't know the doors i had to open knock on to open uh i just knew that i didn't want a job because i went to uh, an interview a job interview uh for my first and only uh job that i ever tried having and uh, i had um, a racist encounter that scarred me. Um, someone tried, to, the, the boss tried to ash his cigarette on my hand. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> pretty demeaning. And I had yeah. never been treated that way. Um, so I, I, that was the last time I just walked out of there and said, no, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm above this. I, I can't, I have to, I can't find a road. So I'm going to make my own road. That's what I started. That's how I started into business. Or ventured oh. into business. Okay. What a job entails, you know, being treated like subhuman. I'm not yeah. gonna be part of it. 
yeah, that, that, that's quite interesting. So how did you find money to start? Right. I didn't have money, actually. Um, so the first, the first uh, business venture that I went into was um, flash disks. I started selling flash disks to university students. So it was a, a prerequisite that everyone had to have um, a flash disk to, to go into a lesson. Um, and I found, I found where they were half, no, no, a quarter of the price that they were being sold to uh, at the university. So I would get, so for 200 rand, you would get four flash disks. So it was 50, I could get them 50 rand and I'll sell them for 200 rand, 195 rand. It was a slightly cheaper than uh, who was selling them at. So I would go out into near, near town, get the flash disk, drive back to school, um, sell them to the students and make money from that. So I didn't have capital. I just had, I started with four, four flash disks and turned yeah. that to eight, <laughs> turned that to, you know, 16, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. And uh, what do you think from that story about people that, you know, start their businesses because they have n- no money to start? I've come across a lot of individuals that have brilliant business ideas, but when you ask them, so why haven't you started? They say, I have no capital. So what do you think about that? I believe capital follows good ideas. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a, it's a big myth, a huge myth that, um, you need capital to start. You, you need a good idea to start. You need willpower to start. You need passion to start. Capital will find you. Hmm. There, I, uh, there's this um, guy who, who built a mall, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he had no dollars, no cents. This is how he did it, right? He, he uh, identified a piece of land somewhere. Uh-huh. And he identified um someone who could build it he then he identified people who would come and uh, lease out space in that mall he joined these three people together and built one of the biggest malls in south africa and he didn't have a cent yeah and and so, and, and, mm-hmm. and and i believe there's so many stories like that and uh people tend to say if you ask those same individuals i've asked them like who have you asked for capital they haven't talked to people Oh, they'll tell you they only talk to five people. And uh, my question is always like, uh, just talking to five people, is that good enough? Or, you know, y- if you're really serious about your idea, about your dream, I think you, you need to talk as to many uh, to as many people as possible as you can until you get that yes. So, so you know, you can move on to the next level. Yeah, if, if you don't have, um, if you're going to have that excuse that you don't have capital and that's it, then I don't think you actually deserve to be going into business. You have to think beyond that. Yeah. You have to be more than that. Because it, it's, for instance, I started a taxi company and the car that I had, and we had at the end of the, the four years, three years, we had like five taxis, three buses, et cetera, et cetera. Right? From I, the little car that I had that I was driving around with, being the taxi driver. I was the taxi driver and I was using the, the car that I had as the taxi. I didn't hire anyone. I was the manager, I was the driver, I was the assistant, everything. And I grew it from, I didn't say, oh, let me go look for someone to give me money to buy another car. I, I made a plan. I went, I worked, deposited money, uh, work, continued working, uh, paid the car off, second car, third car, going forward, going forward. So it, it's, it's for you to think that it's, it's, a, it's a very bad, um, it will get you nowhere. Right? Even with Motoga, come to Motoga recently, um, 
half the stuff in there was repurposed stuff. I went and found a bunch of uh, old um, shelves somewhere, and I yes. repurposed those as chairs and um, and desks. I mean, and tables, right? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I didn't have to say if I had thought oh, I didn't have money to buy this stuff. I wouldn't have actually even ventured into it. And a year later, I turned over a million US dollars from repurposed wood. So um, there's there's no excuse, to be very honest with you. There's no excuse to say, oh, I don't have capital. If you have a good idea and you're passionate enough, you will find a way. Oh, man, you just dropped something on my head right now. You said you made a million dollars in revenue. Like, how long have you been in business when that happened? Oh, <laughs> No, I, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> sorry, but, uh, sorry, because a lot of people, you know, when it comes to Africa, we don't expect to hear the stories. You know, it's, it's, it's so, so for a person like me who is really passionate about entrepreneurship, I think this story should be told like, guys, listen, it's possible. This guy just did it. You know, you made a million dollars within this certain time frame. So it's really it was, possible and doing in Africa. Our first, yeah, 12 months of operation from our first bra lounge, we turned over a million US dollars. That's awesome, man. That's really excellent. Uh, I'm pretty much impressed, man. So, so that's why I, th- I think it's important to hear stories like this. And you mentioned that you went to Monash University. So was you, were you going to there for a, 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 business, a business degree or is something different? Uh, I went there to do... Uh, marketing, media, and communication. So it was a double major. Yeah. One major being marketing, the other one being uh, media and communication. So I didn't really go in for business, but I'll tell you this. I made all my university fees back from the university because what then happened was that after my um, my first three years, or when I finished my degree, rather, mm-hmm. I started a media company. Um, and this media company started making it was the first narrowcast TV station in Africa. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. No TV. And we made, I made all my tuition fees back from the university because it was Monash TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> so TV content and we had screens around the campus and it was online, YouTube, and we produced content for students. We had like seven shows uh, every seven days. So every day was a new show for like uh, a year or something like that. So I made oh. all my money back. That I gave to that, the university. So that, yeah. that, that, that's pretty impressive. It it takes me to the next question. Were you an average student or like uh, more than average student? Because the stories you're telling, you seem to be like a very brilliant guy when it comes to to, to the mind. Um, I'm I'm not. I I was average at most. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I, 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 was, I was average, but. If you find yourself that you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong yeah. room. Got you. I have been blessed to have great minds around me. Um, for instance, with that media company that I just told you, I didn't know the first thing about production. So I went and approached someone who knew was great at production. I didn't know the first thing about um, the technical aspect. I, I had the, 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 the theory, but I didn't have the the technical capacity to put the stuff together. So I went and looked for guys that were brilliant in, in, in their thinking and their ability and their skill set. And I said, here, guys, let's do this. Let's put our heads together and produce something that uh, will be exceptionally above what people can perceive. And that's that's always been the story. Even with the Motuako brand, 
I, I didn't, I had never been to a restaurant. I don't even drink. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I'd never been to a, a, a restaurant lounge set up before that, but I found people who were, were great actually done prior. And I said, guys, here's a platform. Let's create something that will be different, unique, exceptional. And that's what happens. So I, I can never say that I, I was brilliant but I think I've been blessed to be around brilliant people. Okay. So from that, I'm getting that, you know, you're very good at building up a team. You've been very successful because you knew how to build a team from the start. You knew that by yourself, you're not going to achieve your goals. So you needed other people to complement your weaknesses. So that, that's, that's a good thing. And a lot of people don't realize that we always think that, you know, we can always do everything by ourselves or we always give an excuse that I cannot do this because I'm not able to execute in the, uh, on, this side of, uh, on this side of the world, not knowing that we can always talk to somebody to come and join us and help us on our journey. So I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. So uh, talking about school, you have, oh, you have something you have to, to say? Yeah, you, you have, have, you have, we always look for collaborations, always. Yeah. Right? And don't be, you know, blinkered into thinking, oh, I, I only did... Um, art or I only did engineering so I should only focus on that the every anything you want to learn is a click away I remember when I was in university we turned our garage into our first offices and we would be up all night learning you know how to use Adobe uh, Adobe is it called Adobe Premiere Pro I don't know whatever that uh, <laughs> that software uh, is to, to edit videos and stuff like that we'll be up all night researching up all night um, looking for, for how to, to do stuff. And we, to, we taught ourselves, right? Yeah. So you, you just have to, to, to constantly, you know, reach out to other people and reach out even through the internet and whatever it is, learn, um, link up with people that are doing what you want to do, you know, and say, instead of me relearning this whole thing, why don't I come work with you? I've got this idea. Why don't we put our heads together and create something that... Um, would be great that, that, that's a good point that you mentioned but uh i what i noticed i don't know maybe the times have changed the time that i was in africa myself if we see someone who's successful we don't take time to learn from them it's either we're just going to hate on them or we're just going to just admire from a distance without like you know going up and saying my brother can you show me how you did it my brother i have a question on this on this on that I don't think if you come across a lot of hate or across a lot of people just admiring from a distance and not and not people using you as a resource to ask like my brother, how can I make this happen? So what has been your experience so far in terms of that? Um, I, I, I've I've um, heard a lot of things about me that I was yeah. like, <laughs> often I'm like, oh, is that me? I should have said, maybe it's another Ian that you're talking about. about. Yeah. You know, everything from, you know, from I, I, I use uh, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a government spy to, uh, to oh, my daddy did this. Or, look, a lot of people, we, 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 it's a crutch that we, we develop as, as um, people. Yeah. That if we can't um, understand how someone did it, we have to find a reason for ourselves so that we don't do it as well. So I'll be like, ah, oh, nah, he, he, he did that because he's selling drugs, right? Instead of saying, why don't I reach out to Ta and say, Ta, how did you, you know, uh, buy that house how did you build um you know that business or how did you buy that car uh and i'll i'll just 
conclude that you're a drug dealer and that's the excuse I've given myself not to work hard or to reach out to you, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, it's, it's a very, it's a travesty that people, young people actually have that hate towards each other. Because for me, the moment I find like you, you, you're doing better than me, I want to know how you're doing it. Yeah. So I don't make the mistakes that maybe you did. Right? If you buy a private jet, I'm going to be like, hey, Ta, can I, can I come on a flight? Can I hop in? Because I want to see what it's like in there. So that I don't have to like, you know, start this journey from nothing. And you know, when I can just learn from you, because you, you already have done something that I want to do. Yeah, that's true. But uh, also on those people's uh, defense, I, I, what I've come across is that most of the, maybe our generation is different. Most of the successful people in Zimbabwe, they're not really open to, in Africa in general, they're not really open to sit down to have those conversations with young people. Or maybe it's just us young people who do not initiate those conversations. Do you think, do you think some of uh, our, or the older generation doesn't reach out to us, the young folks, and say, like, listen, guys, this is the steps that you need to take? Or it, it is, it is uh, our role as the younger generation to just, you know, reach out to the, or to the older folks that have made it, or even our peers, and ask how did they make it or how, how do they do it? So why do you think uh, there is not that dialogue? Should we just blame one side or we should blame both sides for that? Look, um, why should they reach out to us? We're the ones who want to know. <laughs> you killed it. That was a good they answer. Nobody. Yeah, that's a good one. They should never reach out to nobody. Like, we're the ones who should actively seek them out, seek out what we want. Yeah. The problem with our generation, and I mean, this is just, I might be wrong, but what I think, uh, why I feel, we, we, we are like, I like to say a, a microwave generation. Um. We just want to pop in the pizza, hit, hit this button, hit that button. Five minutes later, three minutes later, it's boiling, it's hot, yeah. and you can eat it, right? We, we, we don't want to go through a longer process to get to where we want to go. Mm. That's, that, that. So, mm-hmm. That's true. Go ahead. Sorry? Go ahead. Yeah. So we, we, we don't want to, as I was just saying before, we don't want to reach out to people who have done who have gone where we have not, where we want to go, right? Yeah. We don't want to say, hey, uh, CEO of whatever it is, how did you do it? You know, the moment he tells you, oh, well, I went to uh, five years university, then I did my MBA, and then I went to my first job, and I, I lost it. Then I went to a chicken project, and that failed. And then I did this, and then, then that five years later, I did this, 10 years later, I did that today, 20, 30 years later, I'm here. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. I just want to pop in my pizza and five, <laughs> five minutes later, three minutes later, you should be ready to eat. True. You see? Yeah. So I think it's, 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 it's up to us to, to reach out to the people that have done what we want to do. It, and, it, yeah, you're right about uh, the young people always looking for uh, microwave, uh, microwaveable solutions. And I was actually, there's the same thing you said, there's the same thing that uh, the CEO Pro Air said. And uh, what I found out is that some young people actually reach out to me. But when you start their questions, when you start answering them, telling them, like, listen, this is, there is a process. You can see that they, they're losing it there. You, you're losing them. They're no longer oh, interested. Man, man. <laughs> the amount of people that have come and sat across from me, be it on my boardroom table or be it in my, in my office, whatever it is, yeah. and they have these great ideas. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Um, let's do them. 
this is what I want you to do. Let's do this, A, B, C, D. Let's meet a week later and review, a week later and review. They'll come for the first meeting. They'll come for the second meeting, third meeting. They disappear. Yep. Yep. Someone says, oh, I want to work with you. This has happened so many times. I want to work with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, come hang with me for a weekend or a week. Let's go through my day, you know. Two, three days later, they disappear. Because sometimes I go off, you know, go on two, three hours of sleep in a day. Oh, okay. Right? So yeah. a lifetime, it, it, so it's, it's like, not a lifetime, um, overnight success. You know, it's a lifetime in the making. That's true. That, that, that's there's, a true. Lot of, there's a lot of sweat, tears, grind, disappointment, hurt, betrayal. There's a lot of grimy stuff in the background that we don't want to go through. We just want to get in the elevator, hit to the 11th floor, and 30 seconds later on the 11th floor, and I'm out. But if you go through the stairs, there's a lesson on each and every one of those steps. Wow. Well, well what you said is amazing, man. And you know, the most craziest thing is that the same thing that you have talked about, the microwave uh, so solutions, and uh, people trying to take the elevator to success, it's kind of crazy. That's the same thing that the CEO prior when he was on this podcast <laughs> He just say the same thing that you say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the same, the same way he described it is like just great minds think alike. So that, that's oh, so, wow. so yeah. Wow. So, so so that's really amazing. And uh, since you went to Monash uh, University, I'll ask the next question, which is: Is a university degree important when it comes to being successful in business? There's two. There's two schools of thought on that. Um, yeah. I think yes and no. Um, the yes part being uh, university, finishing university uh, teaches you discipline. Oh. Right? So you're to start and finish. Start and finish. I, have, I have a lot of peers and friends that start and never finish a lot of things. I'm like, okay, what happened to that? Ah, I stopped. I just quit. Ah, what happened? I quit. Because I, we don't have it within our DNA. We haven't been taught to start something and finish it. Right. Yeah. So, and you, this was no one's gonna, excuse me, no one's gonna be looking at you to say, ah, have you finished your your assignment or the report that I asked for? Because you're your own your own boss. Yeah. Right. So, if you don't have the discipline to start and finish something, you're you're you you're ruined. You're doomed to fail. So that that's my yes part, and my no part is that the longer you stay. In, in, uh, in, in the schooling system, in education system, your, your mind, you're institutionalized. So you're, you're taught to think within certain uh, bandwidths or certain lanes or certain frames. So yes and no, it works either way. It depends what kind of person you are. There's some people who just, like you look at the most successful people don't have degrees, college degrees or, or, or whatever it is, but they've gone to do amazing things. And there are also people who have gone through the university um, route and they've also gone to do amazing things. So it just depends what kind of person you are. Someone who is self-disciplined, you're self-driven, you're self-motivated, someone who's got a natural incline to um, work out uh, problem solve by yourself. There's no need for a college degree, but if you're someone who needs that, you have to go through this. Got you. Makes a lot of sense. So uh, do you have any mentors? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you think uh, more, uh, mentors are important? Yes, ment mentors are very important. Um, I don't have 
like mentors I, I'm able to reach out uh, on a personal level. I haven't been fortunate to find someone that I felt uh, I wanted to be mentored by who was within my uh, um, uh-huh. reach. But I've got mentors like, that I follow online and uh, people who've done exceptionally well uh, within the fields that I would want to do well. Um, yeah. So men- mentorship is very important. Mentorship is very important. Of course, you know, I, I, like I'll, I'll give it to my father. I always, whenever I have a problem, I always reach out to him because he's done very well. He came from nothing to a multi-millionaire. Um, so I, I always reach out to him like, oh, dad, I have this problem. Uh, dad, I have this um, uh, possible business venture. What what things should I look out for? Um, and then he would tell oh, no, I've gotten burnt this way. I've made that mistake. I'll look out for this, look out for that. And that, that just really helped me a oh. lot. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. And uh, what have you been doing to help other young entrepreneurs uh, in your country or just in Africa? Have you been doing any work? I, I have not been doing <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I want to be honest. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not been doing enough. Um, but I've, I've just set up something uh, that I've reached out to some of my peers who... who um, are doing well in their fields or in their trades. And we're trying to set up some round table where we're going to be mentoring young um, aspiring entrepreneurs in Zimbabwe, in, whether they're in the university frame or framework or they have actually started already. So we're going to be putting together some money so we can like start doing seed capital ventures or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's going to, that's coming up in the pipelines very soon, but Wherever I can, like I get a lot of inboxes, people asking, oh, I want to start this business or I've been following, I want to do this. And wherever I can, I really try and, you know, guide you along. Or if you call me, sometimes I give my phone number out, people call me and have time, we sit, have 20, 30 minutes talking about the little that I do know, I'll give it freely. Stuff I don't know, I'll tell you point point blank. Like I I don't know nothing about that, but the stuff that I do know. Oh, awesome! And uh, since you mentioned that, you know, you're always open to uh, help people with uh, that have ideas and to sit down with them. What's the best way that people can reach out to you and uh, have that conversation? Um, social media. I mean, on Facebook or on Instagram, on Twitter. Those are the, the the main. Uh, platforms that I'm on. Uh, on 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 Facebook, I'm Ian Tafire. Uh, what? Uh, Ian yeah. Gimme Tafire. <laughs> I don't know my handles off by here. Right? Ian Gimme Tafire. It's I A N G I N I O Tafire. T A F I R E Y I. That's my Facebook handle. And on Instagram, it's Ian uh, Ian Tafire. Just Ian Tafire. Uh, same. Um, ah, okay. Twitter. And uh, do you have any last words before we end the podcast for the young people in Africa or outside of Africa? Ones outside of Africa, because <laughs> I don't know much about that. <laughs> but the ones in Africa, because I, I, I love Africa, uh, man. Africa uh-huh. is the final frontier. Um, anything. That I was I actually said this the other day on another interview I was on. If you pick up a stone and you throw it in any direction, it will hit money in Africa. Because whether it's extraction in mining, whether it's farming, whether it's bottling water, whether it's uh, communications with media, whether it's whatever it is, because it's virgin 
land. It's virgin territory. There's so much opportunity. We just have to be able to put our heads down and get down to the work. There's no secret to success. It's just hard work. That's awesome. it. Put in the hours, put in the hours, reach out to uh, people who have done, who have gone beyond, before you, let them speak into whatever vision you're trying to put together and don't be a crybaby. <laughs> you will get hurt. You get up. Try again. <laughs> you, you will lose money here, there. You will lose friends here, there. You get up. You try again. If we want to get out of poverty in Africa, we've got to be inclined to get into entrepreneurship. Because the more people you are able to employ, the more people you're able, the more families you're able to, to help uh, survive, the more children that are able to go to school, et cetera, et cetera. And one day, you never know from your hands. And I like that. I always prison. say the more entrepreneurs you have, the less problems you have in Africa. So I appreciate you saying that. And uh, thanks for coming, man, and taking your time. I understand you're a very busy man, and we finally got to do it today. So I appreciate you, my brother. Nah, I'm not busy. I'm just 